0: Hawks, Hawks live every Thursday from seven to nine live on air on seven ten ESPN Seattle.
1: Now here are your hosts Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Say it with your chest. It's time to talk that talk with Michael
2: Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Let's talk that talk, Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer. We're in the ring. We are kind of like Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Um, I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is our eighth time, I think, doing this. And this isn't a competition, but I, I am up 7-1. You're seven to one Yeah. Oh,
2: goodness gracious.
0: It is subjective. Okay. All right. You know. I'll, it's, I'll- it's not like our man...
2: Oh, don't don't Nate we're not Robinson, we're not going man. there. Why look? Say I love
0: it? the man. Leave it. No, I total respect. Total respect. He doesn't remember it anyway.
2: <laughs> and if he never watches it, he will never know he got knocked out. Oh my God! I'm not going to comment on that. Okay, first question: Paul Moyer, bring it. Tom Brady is the person to blame in Tampa.
0: So, well, one is there a problem in Tampa? But here's here's my thought on that. Look, Father Time. It, nobody gets to miss it. Nope. And he's 43 years old, and its he can still play, but it's just the reaction time. It's the decision where you go, oh, it's there, and it's too late. I've already thrown it. Where you're younger, you just you have a sense you can pull that down. They've... It's not his fault. They need to realize he's not Tom Brady anymore. He's still a good quarterback, and you need to build an offense to let him still win. And right now, they're, they're trying to play old-school Tom Brady. He's not old-school Tom Brady.
2: It's his fault, Paul.
0: So, I guess this is his fault. Uh-uh. But it's his, their defense. They've been blown out two games, two. So, it can't be just him.
2: Pause. His fault.
0: All right. That's, that's, all, that's all you when, got?
2: When you are the golden boy, the go, the six Super Bowl championships, and now you're surrounded with all this talent. It's your fault. And I say it's his fault because he has influence on the coaching staff. He's not just some, Players. some Joe Schmo. who Look, I'm a rookie. I'm just yeah. going to fall in line and do whatever my coach is telling you. He has the authority to pull Aaron to the side and go, look, I don't like that concept. I need This is what I need to see on Sunday. This is what I saw when I watched film. So because I feel like he has more power than any other quarterback has ever had in the NFL, True. I'm going to say he's the one to blame. Do
0: you think he's losing sleep? At night with his five hundred million in the bank and Giselle sleeping right next to him. Not at all.
2: Okay. Not at all. So
0: it can be his fault.
2: It can be his fault. Okay. He's good with that.
0: All right. Next up, Kyler Murray. There was talk just a few weeks ago. He was gonna surpass Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Russell doesn't like that, first <laughs> of all. But have teams figured him out his second year now? What's your thoughts?
2: I think I think they have. I think they're forcing him to adapt, right? What do you do as human beings? You adapt to your circumstances. Now they're blitzing the heck out of him. They're blitzing him 39% of the time. Before that, they're blitzing him 17% of the time. He was able to sit back, look pretty, see what's going on, and then take off. And now there's an emphasis on keeping him inside the pocket. You compound that with him being injured. Apparently, his AC joint and his shoulders yeah. banged up. Yeah. So there are some things working against him. I wouldn't say figured out, but I would say that teams are forcing him to adapt. What do you think?
0: I, I wrote down game of adjustments, mm-hmm. and every mobile quarterback has gone through this. Even Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, you know, you, You've got to figure every t- great defensive coordinator and team is going to make you do what you don't want to do. They're going to take away your strengths. Yep. Uh, I, I remember Colin Kaepernick. People said, hey, if we can get him to run to his left, he had a hard time running to his left and squaring up to throw a football. you, you got to adjust to that. He adjusted to that, and the next thing they find another weakness. Russell Wilson's one of the few really has not had an issue. I mean, he's always had great numbers. I think the big one is Kyler Murray is not super accurate, where Russell Wilson was right from the get-go. And you're right. The Seahawks started the trend. Yeah. You just bottle him up. Make him make him throw, and I think a lot of it's his AC joint because he's been, like I said, he's been working at. Um, I don't know if they've completely figured it out, but he is going to have to make an adjustment and do and get better at what he's not good at.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's good enough to make the adjustment, but now he has to make it. Hey, right? look,
0: the guy's going. He's 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 still, yeah, he's a good quarterback. He's going to be a very good quarterback.
2: Okay, Paul Moyer, when it's all said and done. DK will be the best receiver of his generation.
0: Hard for me. generation. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't see another guy like him. You know, this is a new game. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you can't be a great, phenomenal, unbelievable 5'11 wide receiver, Michael Bumpus. <laughs> but when you're 6'4, 6'5, 235 pounds, run a 4'2, can leap out of a building, yeah. have strong hands, and. Is the toughest wide receiver on the field? Not he's not just toughest wide receiver; he's the toughest defensive back on the field. Now think about that. I got to go guard the biggest, fastest, baddest man on the planet right now, and he's tougher than me. That is not good. He's going to be the best of his generation, barring you know outside forces.
2: So you mentioned five eleven. There's one guy. No, no. Uh, give, me, give me my 11. I was just asking. Give me my 11, I was just Paul. asking. <laughs> all right? There's one guy who's small who might challenge him. Who? And that's Hill. That's <sighs> Hill, man. 206 yards in the first quarter, Paul yeah. Moyer. Yeah. Like, we've never seen that. Granted, he plays in a different offense. I would like to see DK in that offense. Okay. And how they spread it, yeah. how they, you know, they're down the field and yeah. doing all that. So, that makes a difference. But to see what Tyreek Hill did last week was special. No, so,
0: When it's all said and done. All said and done. So I'm asking you, I'm going to throw this back at you. Because at some point, speed diminishes. Yep. Hill lives off speed. So does DK. No, DK lives off a bunch of things. He lives off toughness. He lives off height. He lives off, he's strong hand. He can go up in a crowd and pull the ball down. He'll got to beat you over the top somehow, right? Or he's got that crossing route. And he's got a, a, you know, a plethora of people around him to to help with that. And he's phenomenal today. Do you see Hill seven years from now still burning and churning, and being a better receiver than DK Metcalf?
2: You know what makes me believe that it's a possibility? I think DK is going to run away with it. But what makes it a possibility? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's is five ten, five eleven. He he put together seven, eight seasons. How's he, how's he done the last couple of years? Hey. I'm talking about 7-8 like prior to this. I'm just saying. 7-8 prior. He's, there's other things going on with Antonio Brown. If he was in the right state, I feel like he would be okay. But 7-8 years of small receivers got it got it done. Like Before DK Metcalf, yeah. Antonio Brown was top three receivers in oh, the league no, every no single question. year, right? No, he's, he was crazy. So that's the thing that makes me think that there's a possibility that, that Tariq Hill might do it. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go with DK.
0: So... To be the greatest of your generation, you've got to have, what, work ethic?
2: Yep. I mean, DK's
0: he's crazy. Got work. You've got to have a quarterback with you that's going to take you along the way. And, look, Hill's got one, too. Mm-hmm. There's just something about Hill that I think could get him off
2: track somewhere. Okay. And
0: I don't know what that
2: is. Is that little man syndrome you're saying? No, same No. Look,
0: he's got some history <laughs> is what I'm saying, right? Okay. He's okay. got some history.
2: All right. I understand that. DK...
0: He's laser focused. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know again, if he stays healthy, he has something to, uh, 10 years from now, he goes, yeah, I run a four, four, and I'm six, four and I can still jump. He'll goes, yeah, I run a four, five or four four I go. <laughs> at five, nine, I go, that's a dime a dozen. You know, when you're the fastest man on the planet, which he probably is on for the NFL, that makes hill special. Look, it's not easy, right? I mean, we're asking to be the best in your generation. It's yeah. not like there's no competition so for what's, this.
2: what's the generation? You got to go like 10 years of dominance? Yeah, I think dominance.
0: 10 uh, years or, or even his time frame. I think you can you can cut off the tails. Maybe you cut off the first year or two and then and your last two. So, you know, we give can, me more of the well, medium.
2: With DK, you can't cut off the first two, man. That's, no, that's it's special. he's making his money. Oh, no, he's just getting started. Okay, so there's more more to come.
0: He's gonna be a two thousand yard receiver at some point.
2: Okay. I got one for you. The Rams will never win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff at QB. True. True.
0: He thinks the sun rises in the (laughs) West and sets. He doesn't still
2: think that, Paul. Well, he
0: probably doesn't, but he did, and he's getting crucified by his coach. You just can't make dumb decisions. They, it is what it is. You know, some people just never learn. He's one of those guys. He's a do 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 do. He's that kind of guy. I just don't see them winning a the Super Bowl.
2: No. Dave Wyman, if you're listening right now, you're welcome. This is just for you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't see them winning with him because of his decision making. It seems like he's scared. When he gets blitzed, he's scared. He just wants to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. doesn't matter if you're on this team or you're not on this team. If you have a jersey and a helmet, he will throw you the football when pressure. He threw a pick to Richard Sherman last week. It was to Richard Sherman. Yes, it was. It wasn't to anybody else. It was to Richard Sherman, and it was because he felt a little pressure. So because of that, I'm with you.
0: Look, I've always felt there are times where you might want to check if someone's colorblind. That was one of them. <laughs> I go. I think he thinks that his that's his jersey. So no, he's not. They're not winning the Super Bowl.
2: Not going to win it. They got a brand new stadium for him down in Cali. He's not going to do it. Not going to do it. He's They've underperforming. Got it. Look
0: next year, they're going to have to completely rebuild. I mean, what they, the Rams completely? Uh, the, uh, look, they're looking at they their th- offensive line. Th- they got line. three good
2: running backs. They got two good receivers. I don't know about completely rebuild. They've
0: got they got two okay receivers. Oh, don't! I like Cup. Don't get me wrong, I like Cup a lot. You
2: don't but, like Woods?
0: No, I think Woods too. I think they're 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 a
2: notch below our two guys. That's all I'm saying. I don't disagree with that. Okay. All right. Well, coming up next, we'll go inside the film room and revisit the biggest plays from the Seahawks' win over the Eagles. That's around the corner, right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live every Thursday from seven to nine, live on air on seven ten ESPN Seattle. New York theme here, Paul. All right, this is Michael and Paul Moyer, Hawks Live every Thursday right here at Lumenfield, 710 ESPN. Paul, New York. Who I want to
0: sing. Who is Come this, Paul, man. Paul? Who is this? Way before you were born.
2: It's Frank, buddy. I was going to say, that's the only voice I could, like, connect with that is Frank Sinatra.
0: This one, I love this song. I love Frank, especially around Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, grew up with that
2: stuff. So is it is it Frank and Mariah Carey. Is that, our, <laughs> is that our two right there? No, not even close. <laughs> not even Who's the Who's the girl? For Yeah, Frank Sinatra for Christmas. And it, it's got to be Mariah Carey. Yeah, All you're talking I'm about from Christmas
0: a Christmas tomorrow. album. You're talking about from a Christmas yeah, album. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, okay, okay up there. Um, my <laughs> wife would probably say uh, Celine Dion as well. Celine Dion. I think she has one that she likes. I, so really, my wife's favorite uh, Christmas is by The Carpenters. Look, that's when I go, I I can't stand it. But she (laughs) loves it, and so I play it.
2: Hey, like you told me, unhappy wife, unhappy life. You let you make sure she listens to the car. Look,
0: let's not let let's not let the listeners in on everything.
2: <laughs> Real quick though, Christmas and Hollis, run DMC. Run DMC. Oh to, yeah, yeah. That, exactly yeah. what I was yep. thinking. Yep.
0: Carpenters. Hey. Ew. <laughs> hey. Look, you know, sometimes you do at things because you have
2: to. Hey, we got to figure it out. All right, let's go into this film room right now. All right, the first play we're going to look at is Bobby Wagner breaks up a pass intended for Dallas Got it.
1: The play fake to Sanders. Wentz steps up in the pocket. He's going to throw deep. Got a man out there. The ball is tipped away. Bobby Wagner gets there and knocks it away from Dallas Goddard. The tight ends coming into tonight had 68 receptions total among the three tight ends. Wentz comfortable going to his tight end. That time Bobby Wagner running way downfield to make the play. Knock that ball away. It's going to bring up third and long. You know,
0: again, they're doing some. Uh, they, they do some really interesting blitz packages and and rush packages. This is they have three wide receivers to our right. You mentioned the tight ends, the third receiver end. It looks like they're playing a form of cover two, and it's kind of hard. That's what the beauty about the Seahawks defense right now is. It, this would be hard for offenses to figure out. Okay, where is the ball going? Yeah. But the reason why we're playing this play. This is such a great play by Bobby Wagner. I mean, he has to run down the middle. Anytime it's cover two, the weakness of that defense is a third wide receiver mm-hmm. down the middle. Yeah. And, and you know, you teach that to your your youth guys on and on and on. And this is a really good tight end who can flat out run. And why this play is so tough, it's a play action away from him. Bobby's got to now turn and run, and he brings it all the way back from the other side of the hash All the way over to the other side of the numbers. So Bobby runs about 45, 50 yards. He don't make this play. It's a huge play in this game. And it's one of the five three and outs they had in the first half. And, uh, again, I thought, Bobby, this was his best. I don't know if it was his most productive game. I thought it was his best best game, his best reads, his best in zone coverage, his best at filling gaps. So I just thought, you know, it was kind of old Bobby Wagner.
2: All right, Paul, so my question to you, was this a Tampa two or was this just his rule? If number three <laughs> looks like he's running a deep cross or something like that, he has to run with it.
0: Yeah, this is probably cover two. Tampa two, you're dropping the, the middle linebacker, whoever's got the middle of the field in the intermediate route, you drop him deep and then again if anybody runs down that middle, you you run with it in cover two. you just a lot of people call it off on on a three wide receiver set. They'll do more like a quarter quarter half. That's why I'm not sure if that's what they did. Excuse me, on that side. But even with quarters, the weakness of that defense, if number two is running down the field, it occupies the free sa- or the safety, which that's why I think that might have been the case on that side because number two runs down the seam and it, and it occupies digs. Well, again, the backside, number three, if he runs down the middle, you've got to run with him. Yeah. So I'm not sure, 100% sure of the defense. I'm thinking that could have been quarters, on that, that side. Uh, the backside, I think they were playing more of a cover, too. Might have been a little bust in that defense because I, I think he probably should have had help in that, that deep half on that backside. But the, the point of this play, Bobby can still run.
2: Bobby can run. Yeah. So, and what I like about it is earlier in the season, we were talking about the second level dropping to space and not finding work. Yeah. Right here, Bobby dropped to a spot. He Looks saw what up. number 3 was doing. He goes, look. I'm on his hip, I'm running with him, and then makes a great play. This, to me, is my favorite play of Bobby so far this year because you expect him to get into the box and stick his nose in there, make the tackle. You don't expect Bobby to flip those hips, turn and run 40 yards down the field.
0: And it's a play action, and that usually frees the linebacker. And it Sometimes it's just the technique you teach, right? Or you hammer it into their head over and over and over. Play action. You guys have heard me say this a million times. Play action linebackers. Turn and run. Yeah. Just turn and run. and Because the offensive routes, they're designed to go. They're not changing these routes. It's been going on for 50 years. <laughs> and this is another one. He saw it. He turned. And he can still run.
2: He can still run. All right, next play. You know who can still run? Chris Carson, 16-yard touchdown.
1: The handoff inside to Carson. He finds a hole across the ten, down to the five. He's driving. He's driving. He's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Chris Carson. Holy smoke! Carried half of the Eagles' defense on his back and scores. The Seahawks go up thirteen nothing. Beautiful hole for Carson up the middle, and he was off to the races. And then it was all Chris Carson's second, third, and fourth effort.
2: This ain't nothing but a good old trap right here, Paul. You got your, your center who blocks down on the one tech. You got your guard who pulls over to the three. You got your other guard who gets to the linebacker, Singleton, who is their number one tackler for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then after that, all you're doing is giving Chris Carson space to work. Once the linemen do what they have to do and Chris Carson gets to that third level, you got some receivers blocking. But at some point, it just becomes, look, I'm stronger than you. I want this more than you. I've been on the bench for four weeks. I'm fresh. I'm going to show you why I need a big contract next year. And that's exactly what Chris Carson does. We've been missing this for four weeks. I didn't realize, what's that song, You Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone? It was gone, <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was like, "That's what we've been missing." I love this run.
0: There's there's a lot of great things here. And you, as you mentioned, you got a trap, you got a potty. Who's the one who again you got center blocks back? You got a potty who is going to kick out their tackle. It's actually a good job by Damian Lewis. He sets initially back, which makes the tackle go upfield just enough. It's it's an inch, right? But you mentioned Chris Carson. Here here's the difference. Chris has to read number 49, their middle, their linebacker here. Yeah. And, you know, if the guy jumps outside when uh, Damian Lewis comes to, to block him, then he's got to split that uh, that run. And there's just a toughness about him. I think people forget how good of a decision-maker Carson is in his running game mm-hmm. on his cuts and how he, he plays off the, the, the lineman blocking. And, you know, Carlos Hyde, I think, is really good. But, you know, to me, Carson is, is that Pro Bowl kind of guy that we've missed. And that's the way he finished it. I, I wish you guys could see this. If you get a chance, go online and, and watch this play. Go watch the Seahawks players and how excited they are for Chris Carson. And go watch Philadelphia, how demoralized they are on that play. And that is a game-changer emotionally.
2: You pay this man next year, Paul?
0: Yeah, I I got that question asked today, uh, earlier. Absolutely. I think he's a top-five running back. It's a shame he got a little hurt this year. But there are two guys, to me, because of injuries, that are going to get paid a lot of money. One of them is Dak Prescott. Yeah. They're finding out what it's like with life without him. And we found out what life was like without Chris Carson. And, You have to have in this offense that kind of runner. I I don't know what he's going to get paid. Mm -hmm. You know, again, there's guys who catch the ball a ton, and they get paid a little bit more. He's going to get paid, and I think the Seahawks are going to find a way to make that work.
2: They got to make it happen. I'm with you there, Paul. All right, the next play, Russell Wilson finds D.K. Metcalf for 31 yards down the sideline over Darius Slay
1: play fake here comes the rush and russ is going to throw deep over the top got a man
2: out there reaching up making the catch
1: guess who dk metcalf over the top of darius slay i might be a little bit sore but who cares because i'm a megatron i'm going to reach up and catch this perfectly thrown ball with one arm over darius slay for a big first down are you kidding me
0: well, I just like the way the design plays to get one on one matchups. You know, they run the slant up top, and that pulls a corner and a linebacker. There's no way the free safety can get over the top to the sideline. There's Earl Thomas in his heyday when he was, you know, at top speed, was maybe a guy could make a hit on it, but he's not going to make this play. And this is when we talked about earlier. Is he going to be the greatest receiver of, of his generation? Hill can't make this play. You know, if they're running stride for stride with them, and I would argue, I would love to see a race between DK and, and Hill. I think he'll probably get him, but a um, hundred would be a little closer. It's just the strength of DK. It's his size. I mean, you can't teach this. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have him beat. It's a fantastic throw, by the way, Russell. That first throw, again, the the long one, our first touchdown. Yeah, I, we, you know, again, DK had so many nice play here plays we didn't get a chance to do this one because carlos hyde on that picked up the blitzer and annihilated Mm them annihilated them but that throw under pressure what russell wilson did you know part of this is how great a throw it is but the strength of dk metcalf that's what really makes him special
2: yeah paul i call this like a verification play you're going to line him up in the slot. What are they going to do? Is Slay going to follow him into the slot? This is where they know, like, okay, Slay's going to follow him. We're going to, take, we're going to take our shots like we've been doing all year. And now just a good design. Like you mentioned, you got DK in the slide, You got Demo outside. He's going to run the slide Demo's not getting this football. Russell knows where he's going. As soon as he figures out that they're on man defense, he knows that there's going to be a lot of space on the sideline for DK to play with. And what Russell does is for 0.5 seconds, he puts his eyes on the safety. And the safety just drops right down the middle of the field. If Russell were to look left any quicker than that, then maybe this, this safety is there to make a play. But I still feel like DK makes that play. Now, DK's not even open. This is a 50-50 football. Yeah. And DK just no, goes up. No, no, in no, no. This is
0: a 90-10 football. 90-10? <laughs> it's 50-50 for everybody else.
2: <laughs> but it's a 90-10 for DK. Man, I'll, I'll take that. close. I'll take that. But I just, I like that they're taking the shots. And even with DK being pretty much covered, he's coming down with the football. He it, is covered. It might not look pretty. But he came down with it, one hand, muscled that thing, and got it done. I'll take it every day of the week.
0: I know we got a break, but think of the corners that he's had to go up against this year. Yeah. There's only been one that's kind of, I don't even want to say schooled him, because he was open more than we thought after yeah. we watched the film, Ramsey. and that was Ramsey. Yeah. But uh, Ramsey has that size and speed to to kind of hang with him. But he's gone up against Slay Gilmore, and he's schooled. Some big time pro bowlers.
2: He's gone up against those guys and he's the leading receiver in the NFL. Is that crazy. Crazy. A thousand thirty-nine yards. And Come not, on, DK.
0: And not even close
2: to the most targets. No, not even, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. All right. Well, coming up next on Hawks Live, me, Michael Bumpus, and him, Paul Moyer. We'll go around the NFL. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from seven to nine, live on air on seven ten ESPN Seattle. Hawks live every Thursday from Lumenfield at 7 o'clock, 17 ESPN. I'm Michael Bumas. That is Paul Moore. We are going around the NFL, and the first topic we're going to talk about, the Broncos were forced to activate a practice squad receiver who played quarterback once upon a time in college, and this man want like, one for nine, for 200, something crazy like that. I think that is ridiculous, Paul. They are forcing this team to go out there. I I get the decision-making by the quarterbacks of the Broncos didn't help the situation. But you postponed games before. Hook a brother up. (sighs) It's not the team they
0: played's fault, right? So why should you penalize them and say we've got to postpone this because we had three knuckleheads or four knuckleheads That didn't follow the rules, and they got sick. And I think that's what they kind of said from the get-go. You know, there's some things. Look, if it was prevalent throughout the team, they've got some protocols for that. You got four. It's like, hey, I I got hung over last night. All three of us. We can't (laughs) play. We got to postpone it. Yeah. So I don't feel sorry for them. Um, I'd be curious what your your textures are text in and on this because everybody's talked about it. I, I, I hate it and it's not fair to the rest of the league necessarily, but this is such a weird time that it is what it is. You know, move on. They weren't. They weren't going to beat. Denver wasn't going to beat
2: them anyways. I feel like at least let them bring in a quarterback. At let they bring, did. Look let what. Let them bring him a legitimate quarterback. Let them bring them in. Could and you let play, them play quarterback?
0: Let's th- think about it. You're. I can Seahawks. play
2: any position you need me to play. Paul. Right,
0: exactly. Boy. That's what I'm thinking. I go. What? <laughs> Dial me up. One for nine. Run some screens. Run some bubble screens. Run. Do something. I mean, part of me is on coaching. You. You give them something. I thought their defense w- did a great job, and it was a fun story to, and, and a fun game to kind of watch.
2: All right, so we're talking about COVID and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Ravens and the Steelers, yeah. they were supposed to play on Thanksgiving. No, 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 play on Sunday. No, 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 no play no. on Monday. No, no, play on Tuesday. Matter of fact, you're going to play on Wednesday at 1240 when Michael Bumpus is and Paul Moore are eating lunch, and you can watch a uh, NFL football game on Wednesday. What are your thoughts about that whole situation?
0: Well, I'm going to be honest. I was in my office. And in my office, I got like a seventy-inch TV. Flex. And I flip that thing on. And I'm doing some zoom meetings, and I move the, the the thing a little bit, and I'm watching that as we're doing some some meetings. So those who are listening and now know why I was distracted. I had no problem with it. No problem. No you know. Look, I and we're just such a weird time. And that's again, that's one of them. It wasn't three quarterbacks. It was a team issue. They had protocols behind it. Mm -hmm. I thought the weird part, though, was when Tomlin said, we basically played like a junior varsity. He was mad at his team for not playing well, offensively, obviously. I go, okay, you you guys were supposed to play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Now we're playing Wednesday afternoon.
2: You've had over what, 10 days to prepare for this team?
0: I want to say, Tomlin, you played football. I mean, my emotion was up. I was down. I'm back up. I'm down. I mean, by Wednesday, I'm like, really, are we going to play? And they didn't even know if they were going to play Wednesday.
2: So you're giving him an excuse.
0: I just thought uh, the reason why they paid Tomlin the big bucks is he can actually go and crucify his team and get away <laughs> with it, because
2: I think that was impressive. Hey, 11-0. and 0. 11 they, so, they are the most fraudulent 11 0 team thank I can remember. Thank you. My, I, I, don't, I don't buy it. I just don't buy this.
0: My son in law, we were texting last night and I said, You know, I think they're going to go undefeated. And so I looked at their schedule. They still got a tough schedule left. Mm-hmm. And I go, They're not even that good. And he goes, They're undefeated. And you say they're going to they're go undefeated. And you say, But they're not that good. And I go, yeah, I know That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? But <laughs> they're not—they're th- not that good offensively. Defensively, Keith Butler played with the guy. He's their defensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. They get after people, yeah. and they got some talent there.
2: Yeah. All right. So now the 49ers are moving to Arizona. All their football operations are down there. They're going to be golfing every day. They're golfing every day. So does that help the the mind state of that team that they're relaxed? They're golfing. You know, they're hey some some are, are away from their crazy. Wives or ex-wives or whatever they got going on over there. Does that help this team or does that hurt this team?
0: Well, there's a reason why they put players up in a hotel the night before the game so they don't get any kind of emotional <laughs> fight with their, their significant other and uh, affect the game. I think that can be a camaraderie, partly because there's nothing to do. It's not like I can go out and get in trouble. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know for sure, you know, asking <laughs> for a friend, but my guess is strip clubs are probably shut
2: down. I would think so. Maybe.
0: I don't know. Bars, we know most places are, and I'm not sure what Arizona is. Weather's good. We can kind of hang outside.
2: Arizona is the Florida of the West, by the way. Uh, absolutely. So so it, might, be, it might still be going down. No, I mean as far as the approach to Oh, you're talking about the COVID? strip club. They might just be like, hey, go ahead and do your thing as long as there's. are <laughs> Putsy glass no, in front of you. No, you that's
0: against the rules. We, <laughs> look, there's no, they wouldn't do that. But I think it actually, I'm concerned for the 49ers. And what I mean by that is I don't want them to get on a roll. They're getting healthy. Yeah. They, they, they've they always had the edge about them. They got a good defense, too. No, man. there's no question. Number
2: six defense in the
0: league. Yeah, still, they still get after you. Last week, you know, who they played, golf. I mean, I, I hope they lose this weekend. I so We need to put them out of their misery.
2: Doug Peterson. Yeah. Was- a Washington native. Washington native. Yeah. Is he the next guy to be fired? He, he's a Snohomish
0: guy. Like, there's so many of them. Crazy. I mean, I think uh, Keith Gilbertson, I think, uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, drawing a blank on Dennis Erickson, a bunch of Peterson. Um, I don't think so. I think you win a Super Bowl. It, it buys you about five years. Five? I think so. I mean, he probably signed a brand new contract after he won the Super Bowl. Um, they're wrong on Wentz, no question. I don't understand why they didn't play
2: Hertz last week. They put him in for he completed his passes. What is that I, that's what frustrates me the most. If you're going to let the, if you're going to put the kid in the game, give him a series. What the heck are two plays going to do? He had one play where there was a penalty, the next play he throws a dart and completes a pass. Let the kid go. I think what what happened was they looked down the sideline and saw the uh the red beard all pouty and stuff, and like, you know what, let, let, let's get them back in. Let Hurts go. If you're going to put him in the game, let him go. I don't understand that move at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, you take away reps during practice. Um, you know, look, I Wentz, a nice guy, you know, you, you root for nice guys. If you, if you took away the last drive of the first half, they went 75 yards and they got lucky because they didn't call a grounding call penalty, which it was absolutely grounding. The ball never got to the line of scrimmage. Yep. That, they would have been off the field. instead. They, and then we get a, a horse whatever lousy call on uh, hands to the face on I think Flowers or somebody. They, they, so he gets 75 yards there and then the last drive of the game, he gets another 55 yards. That's 130 of his 210 yards. I mean, we hold him to nothing. So... I think that they got to make a change. I think Peterson survives another year.
2: All right, real quick, Paul. We got about thirty to forty seconds. The Saints nine and two, number one in the NFC. Do you see them falling? They got the Falcons, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Panthers. Do the Seahawks catch them?
0: We got to run the table, but yeah, I think we do. Um,
2: they're going to lose at
0: least two games.
2: Two. So yeah. I would say with Chiefs and Vikings, you think they lose those two?
0: Yeah, I mean the Panthers aren't even that bad. Um, New Orleans without Breeze, when Breeze comes back, that's Stanford's story. Yeah, but they're not they're not beating a bunch of good teams with uh, with their current guy.
2: Not their not current him. guy, Taysom Hill. He has to be a quarterback. He's an athlete who can throw the football. He reminds me of myself in high school. Paul, does Martin. he? Athlete who can throw the football. I like that. Yeah. See,
0: it see. Denver could have used you.
2: Denver could have used me. Hey, if they give me on some sprint outs and all that stuff, I don't know. Hey, I'm not dropping. You're in the pocket. not playing for five million a year. But that you look. You have more integrity than that. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing for five million. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Coming up next, we'll give you our final thoughts and the Seahawks keys of victory right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live every Thursday from seven to nine, live on air on seven ten ESPN Seattle.
2: Hawks live every Thursday right here on 710 ESPN at 7 o'clock. We're at Lumenfield. I'm hanging out with Paul Moyer. I'm Michael Bompas. Final thoughts coming up, Paul. I'm going to offensively, yeah. offensively, the Hawks murder the Giants in every category. Really? All right. The Hawks are number five in total offense. Giants are 29. F- Hawks are fourth in passing. The Giants are 28. Hawks are 12. This is where it gets close. Hawks are 12. The Giants are 15. When it comes to putting points on the board, the Hawks are number three. The Giants are number 30. So there's nothing on paper that says that the Giants should be able to run with the Hawks, keep up with the Hawks, but we all know how this game goes. This is NFL. This is football, baby. The
0: the Giants have been in almost every game. I think there's only been two games where it it may have gotten away from them, but they've lost a lot of two, three-point games along the way. They're very sound. They play really good team defense, play a soft shell, cover two, mix up, you know, a few blitzes here and there. Not going to overwhelm you, but you're going to have to work for every yard. And, and you have to be patient. It's gonna, you're going to have to be okay going eight, nine plays at times. You're going to have to win on third down, something we haven't done very often. Defensively, we're going to get after them. I, I look, I, I, Colt McCoy. You know they they don't have Barkley. They don't have their their quarterback Jones. Colt McCoy.
2: Are we, are we are we talking twenty ten Texas hook him Colt
0: McCoy. I I mean I didn't we didn't know he was still in the league. I, didn't, I mean I didn't. They've got some guy. They got Shepherd and they got Tate at wide receiver. None of them are going to overwhelm you. They got we talked to you know they're one of their beat writers Ingram. their tight end. He didn't like him. He he likes him athletically, but he doesn't like him as a player. And they. they And no one likes him in New York, right? You know, so you got to be a productive guy. So this is a game we, no way we should lose it. It'll probably be closer than everybody thinks because they play such sound football on both sides of the ball. Uh, The Giants don't. I, this is the one game where I go, they just don't have enough horses to beat us.
2: They don't, but they do have Blake Martinez at that linebacker spot. Yeah, ball. he's one guy. Bra- uh, Braid Berry at, on the secondary who has yeah. three interceptions. If Jones were to play, this would be the first game. No, the second game all year where the quarterbacks lead both teams in rushing. Last time this happened was Kyler Murray. I don't know if Russell Wilson led the team in rushing then, but I would assume that he did. Daniel Jones, he might not play this week, but I'm looking at him on film. He is faster than people think. It might not look pretty. It looks really stiff. It looks very uh, force-looking, but uh, he gets it done. But we're going to see Colt McCoy, so that's one thing that the Hawks aren't going to have to worry if about. If
0: Daniel Jones was playing, I, I might have a different tune, because you're right. I, there was a play I was watching, and his explosiveness, there was two guys about to tackle him, and he put on the Jets. It it freaked me out. I was like, okay, whoa, I didn't know this guy could run like that. Okay, you know, too many dumb interceptions just probably kills them. They don't have them. They don't have Barkley. They got a good defense, not a great defense. We're going to win this game.
2: Do you remember that game against – the Bucks, I want to say. Which one? Daniel Jones. Nah, Giants versus the okay. uh, Bucks. He toss a touchdown to Golden Tate to send it into overtime or tie it up or something like that. And he looks so sweet. I'm like, oh, man, Danny Dimes looks good. And then he tosses a pick where he's getting pulled down to the ground and he tosses to the sideline. Yeah, dumb dumb decision. Again, we're not going to see him, but that's the only guy we have on film to analyze. So I'm going to focus on him. That feels like the New York Giants to me, to where they look good for a player or two, and then they're the New York Giants after that.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll you know Colt McCoy can run a little. You know he can throw that five you know six yard pass. I I just don't think they have the weapons to beat us over the top. You got to keep an eye on Ingram. That's that's yeah. the big one. I think defensively they're going to make us work really hard. It's going to be. We heard from Shadi, you've got to be really patient. It may not look pretty the way they, they play defense. It really makes you work hard. Um, doesn't mean I don't see a lot of three and outs, but it's just it's going to be some long drives. They're, gonna, they're, they're really about, hey, we're going to play 20 through the 20. They tighten it up in the in the red zone. Um, it, it's going to be a close, It'll be in a fourth quarter game, probably. We're not losing this game.
2: You know what I hope? I just hope the Hawks aren't listening to us right now because we feel really confident about this game. But we both know that, that this game. is the NFL. <laughs> no, there's never Any, – Anybody yeah. can get it. Anybody can get it.
0: Now, this is the one game where you're just looking at your star players. Our star players are so much better than their star players. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, the rest is it's pretty close. But, you know, I'm looking at our wide receivers. We're so much better at wide receiver. We're so much better at running back. We're so much better at quarterback. Our secondary – their secondary is pretty, pretty good. Our secondary is getting really good. We're just a better football team. And if we don't turn the ball – so what's the key of the game? Man, just don't turn the ball over. We don't turn the ball over. We're, we're winning this game. Don't, and I don't say that often, which scares me.
2: Don't turn the ball over. This defense, the Giants, are number five against the rush. Hawks are number three against the rush. That might be what, what it comes down to when it comes to stats or whatnot. We shall see, Paul, but I think we're on the same page. They shouldn't lose this game, right? Yeah. No way. All right. Well, special thanks. We're about to close this thing out. Special thanks to Paul Schwartz, Ugo Amati, and John Clayton for joining the show. He's our board operator, Tariq. Also, we got Nass Chobi on the ones and twos on the background. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bombas, with Paul Moyer. We'll be back in a couple weeks right here on Hawks Live.